0: Hello Ohio and thank you for tuning in to Unbiased News Ohio. Uh, We are going to be keeping track of all of our elected officials here in the state of Ohio. Each episode will be you know geared towards uh, different representatives, different elected officials throughout the state of Ohio. This week uh, we'll cover we'll start back in June 4th and cover till um, through today yet of what I've been seeing but today being Saturday there isn't much action but Um, starting June 4th of what our elected officials here in Ohio have been touting about what they've been saying, what they've been talking about, what's been passed and what's going on in the house here in in the great state of Ohio. So starting off, we're going to talk a little bit about governor Mike DeWine. He said the listed entertainment venues, which I will uh, clarify the venues that he is pertaining to are aquariums, art galleries, country clubs, ice skating rinks, indoor family entertainment centers indoor sports facilities, laser tag facilities, movie theaters, indoor, museums, playgrounds, outdoor, public recreation centers, roller skating rinks, social clubs, trampoline parks, and zoos. So uh, Governor Mike DeWine is saying that the listed entertainment venues, which I just uh, uh, read off there to you, may open beginning June 10th if they are able to follow retail, consumer, service, and entertainment guidelines And other applicable additional guidance. So, at the time that we're having this podcast here, they are allowed to be open as long as they can follow the retail, consumer, service, and entertainment guidelines and other applicable additional guidance. Governor Mike DeWine goes on to say, as I have said, Ohioans are able to do two things at once. We can continue to limit the spread of COVID 19 while we safely reopen our economy. He says, it is up to each of us to do what we can to keep each other safe and choose to keep six feet of social distance, wear masks, and can maintain good hand hygiene. The threat of COVID-19 remains, and while it's our responsibility to keep each other safe, business owners and employees should be do their part to ensure customers visit safely by cleaning and sanitizing surfaces regularly. State Representative Bride Rose Sweeney Uh, says Ohioans cannot afford a repeat of the chaos and uncertainty that surrounded the most recent election. We need a real plan in House Bill 680. Again, that is HB 680, which passed today falls woefully short. It fails to include common sense solutions like my amendment to prepay postage with federal dollars that would have made it easier for people to vote. She goes on to say, during one of the most turbulent times in modern memory, when November is no clearer than tomorrow, it is deeply disappointing that HB 680, House Bill 680, neither makes voting easier nor learns from the March primary election. State Representative Bride Rose Sweeney goes on to say, perpetuating the status quo is unacceptable when we should be preparing for every eventuality. And Representative Bride Rose Sweeney represents District 14. Okay, the ACLU of Ohio uh, wanted to let you know that um, there are some resources uh, for legal and jail support if you are arrested during a demonstration or visited or questioned by law enforcement to call their hotline, the uh, jail support hotline, the Phone number for that is 614-654-6477. Again, the ACLU of Ohio wants to let you know that if you are arrested during a demonstration or visited or questioned by law enforcement, call their jail support hotline at 614-654-6477. Bob Lotta. Uh, he goes on to say, in defiance of economist estimates that the U.S. economy had lost 8 million jobs in May, today's jobs report actually showed an addition of 2.5 million. Now, this is coming from June 5th. The date that he uh, had written this was on June 5th. Again, he said, Bob Latta goes, uh, says, in defiance of economist estimates that the U.S. economy had lost 8 million jobs in May, today's jobs report actually showed in an addition, and addition, Of 2.5 million. That's the largest single increase of jobs in one month in the history of our country. He goes on to say we have a ways to go. But this shows that the economy is primed to take off again. And Americans are getting back to work. It's time to safely reopen America. And again that is Bob Latta. Representative Dave Joyce says encouraging news for workers and our economy today. This he shared on June 5th. He showed that 2.5 million jobs were added and unemployment declined to 13.3%. He says we still have a long way to go to get back to the record low unemployment we saw before COVID-19 invaded our communities, but this is a heck of a start. I will continue to do everything in my power to equip Ohio 14 businesses with the tools and resources they need to successfully and safely reopen and Buckeyes can get back to work. Again, that was Representative Dave Joyce. Representative Anthony Gonzalez on June 5th posted uh, um, in regards to Pelosi to unveil sweeping police reform bill next week. uh, Representative Anthony Gonzalez posted in meetings throughout the week. I have pushed for bipartisan dialogue to address the major issues our nation is facing. I am encouraged by the genuine interest to do so and will continue to work across the aisle to improve our communities. And again, this is in regards to the police reform bill. Okay, on June 6th, which we all know what June 6th was uh, going on, it was 76 years ago. It's Rep- Rep- Representative Troy Balderson posted, 76 years ago, American soldiers and allied forces stormed the beaches of Normandy, challenge- changing the course of World War II. Today, we honor their bravery in valiant defense of liberty and justice for all. Then he put hashtag D-Day in honoring their fight for freedom, June sixth, nineteen forty-four. Again, Representative Troy Balderson was uh, giving his shout out to the men and women who um, stormed the beaches of Normandy, changing the course of World War II that day in June sixth, nineteen forty-four. Bablata also wanted to um, commemorate them troops, and he said, Bob Lata said, um, on the morning of June 6, 1944, the Allies landed on the Normandy beaches. Prior to the landings, Allied paratroopers dropped behind enemy lines. This was the largest landing in history that took the coordination of the Allied Army, Naval, and Air Forces. Success was not guaranteed. The landings were in question due to the fighting spirit of the United States military and our allies. The beaches were taken, which opened the way after hard fighting and high casualties to the destruction of Nazism and fascism. Congressman Tim Ryan, um, shared about the Buffalo police pushing over that 75 year old man. Um, and he commented Congressman Tim Ryan on June 6th commented, It is a long past time to address the culture of policing in this country and root out the systemic racism that is plaguing our criminal justice system. No American should have to fear those who are appointed to protect and serve Again, that was Congressman Tim Ryan. um, Basically going about everything that's going on right now, but he shared a link uh, in regards to the Buffalo police pushing over a 75-year-old man. State Representative John Cross on June 6th posted, I'm continuing to fight to keep Ohio open for business. Watch and share this video of my sponsor testimony as I was proud to join State Representative Shane Wilkin to introduce House Bill 621. Again, as House Bill 621, Business Fairness Act that would allow all Ohio businesses to remain open during a future pandemic. Example, If you can buy flowers, tires, or jewelry at Walmart deemed essential and open during a pandemic, then our local small businesses or competitive stores shall remain open to safely sell the same products and or services. If you can follow the health and or safety guidelines, you should be open, he says. He goes on to say this bill, again referring to House Bill 621, the Business Fairness Act, would prevent Governor Mike DeWine or ODH Director Amy Acton, which at the time he did not know she was going to resign, but she has now resigned, from shutting down our economy, as government should not be picking winners and losers. He goes on to say thank you to the 32 legislators of the Ohio House of Representatives, Republican caucus, who co-sponsored this bill. Okay, now the question is, as we come closer and closer to November 3rd, um, we, we, we must be informed voters. Um, so one of the questions may come up of who, may, who could be on my ballot besides the president? This is why it's important not to vote just for a president but also your local uh, your local government, and specifically, you know not just your little town village uh, district, whatever, but the whole state of Ohio. So it says, who could be on my ballot besides the president, uh, members of Congress which represent you in Washington in the U.S. Senate and House of Representatives. They pass federal laws that apply to Americans. Your mayor, they approve city laws and oversee the city's departments, including police, fire, education, housing, and transportation departments. Governor, they can veto or sign state bills into law, issue executive orders, and lead the state's response during an emergency. Our current governor, obviously, is Mike DeWine. Judges, They sit on state courts and issue decisions on a range of issues, including criminal charges, home foreclosures, child custody cases, and civil lawsuits. State legislators. They represent you in your state capital. They approve the budget and pass state laws that directly impact you and your family. And then last but not least, city council members, which I myself am a city council member. uh, They represent you in city hall and are responsible for approving the city's budget, fixing roads, improving public transportation, and more. Okay, uh, still on June sixth here. Tim Ryan shared, Mitch McConnell. This is uh, in, This is in regards to a. He posted a New York Times article that says, uh, with unemployment expected to reach twenty percent, senators take a vacation. So Tim Ryan shared that article saying, Mitch McConnell doesn't feel any urgency to pass coronavirus relief for working people. He'd rather take a vacation. He goes on to say, hey, Mitch, 40 million Americans are out of work. Do your damn job. Again, that is Tim Ryan. Representative Anthony Gonzalez, on, also on June 6th, wrote, there are no right words to put into context the desperation for change that is being felt across the country. But there are actions that can make a difference. Proud to join a few of my colleagues to call for more informed police training to help protect our communities. Then he shared a uh, a uh, picture of uh, Congress of the United States House of Representatives, Washington D.C. two zero five one five on June fourth, two thousand twenty. This letter was written. Uh, it says, "Dear," it was uh, it was sent to it looks like the honorable. Kevin McCarthy, which is the Minority Leader of the U.S. House of Representatives, and also the Honorable Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, U.S. House of Representatives. It says, Dear Speaker Pelosi and Minority Leader McCarthy, in the past week, Americans have expressed their outrage over the murder of George Floyd and the systemic racism that will persist throughout our country, that still persists throughout our country. After years of discussion, we must take action to ensure the police forces are properly trained and prepared to protect every person in our communities. This requires a multifaceted strategy that addresses the factors that race and mental health play in interactions with law enforcement. This bill, H.R. 2698, again, that is is this bill, H.R. 2698, The Law Enforcement Training for Mental Health Crisis Response Act addresses the issue of training about mental health crises. This bill provides grant funding to conduct behavioral health crisis response training for law enforcement departments at the state, local, and tribal levels. Law enforcement officers are often the first called to respond when an individual is experiencing a mental health crisis and without adequate training, the results are often tragic. One in four people killed, again, that is one in four, 25% of the people killed by police is a person who suffers from mental illness. Yet there is no dedicated funding to train officers about how to recognize, de escalate, and respond to people in crisis. In these high tension and high risk situations, officers need an understanding of mental illness and mental health crises to respond appropriately and to ensure the safety of both the individual suffering and the officer. This is a bipartisan solution to a problem that has needlessly, needlessly cost the lives of too many Americans. The pro- protests across the country have once again highlighted the immediate need for criminal justice reform. It is critical that we respond to those needs with a holistic strategy. This bill is a key component of that strategy. As you determine the legislation to be considered on the floor, we strongly urge you to bring the law enforcement training for Mental Health Crisis Response Act up for a vote and This was signed by Anthony Gonzalez and Kendra S. Horn, who is also a member of Congress. also signing this was David Trone, a member of Congress, Johanna Hayes, a member of Congress, Bill Foster, a member of Congress. Uh, Barbara Lee, member of Congress; Yvette D. Clark, member of Congress, and Lori Trahan, which was a member, which is a member of Congress, as well. Okay, so Joyce Beatty on Sunday—well, I guess this would have been probably Saturday. She wrote, "Honored, humbled, thank you to all those who are using their force or using their voice, and committed to not remaining silent." Because just injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Then she put a hashtag justice for all. The Northeast Ohio voter advocates on Sunday posted, tell your Ohio state senator to support SB 191. Again, that is to support SB 191 common sense legislation that allows voters to request an absentee ballot online. She, uh, the Northeast Ohio voter advocates say we do not want long lines on Election Day this fall. Support this sensible way to get your fall ballot. Hashtag vote by mail. Joyce Beattie again on uh, Friday wrote, Join me and wear orange today and all this month to wear to raise awareness about gun violence and to demand that Senator Mitch McConnell bring up strong bipartisan legislation to close loopholes that allow guns to get in the wrong hands. Hashtag enough is enough. So Congressman Beattie is fighting very hard to address America's gun violence epidemic. On Friday, Representative Steve Shabbat uh, posted that Esther Marie Hatton Center for Women in Mount Auburn helps ensure that help homeless women in Cincinnati have access to shelter, food, and clothing. I was happy to stop by and drop off a few items earlier this week. He goes on to say thank you to the center for the critical work that you're doing to serve men, to serve women as they transition to permanent housing. Steve, uh, Representative Steve Shabbat also on Friday uh, said he dropped off meals to members of the Cincinnati Police Department District 1 earlier in the week. And he said thank you all for keeping our community safe. So Steve Shabbat is out hitting the streets. On Friday, Representative Dave Joyce says he is very glad to see the Senate pass this important Paycheck Protection Program reform bill. He says, I am proud to be an original co-sponsor of this legislation and look forward to it being signed into law shortly. He goes on to say this bill will help small businesses impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic utilize their PPP loans without sacrificing loan forgiveness by, and he gives some, some uh, bullet points here, So by uh, extending the covered period for forgivable PPP loans from eight weeks to 24 weeks, also ensuring employers who make good faith efforts to rehire workers but are ultimately unsuccessful remain eligible for PPP loan forgiveness. Also replacing the current rule that requires 75% of the loan to be used on payroll costs and 25% to be used on mortgage interest rent, and utilities with a rule that allows 60% to be used on the former and 40% to be used on the latter. Also, establishing that PPP loans issued in the future have a five-year maturity as opposed to two years and, last but not least, allowing businesses that receive forgiveness to also receive payroll tax deferment. Okay, so on Friday, Joyce Beattie says, 120 plus years, 200 plus attempts, and we still can't make lynching a federal crime, WTH, which stands for what the hell. And then she posted a ABC News article that's titled, Emotional Senate Debate as Rand Paul Blocks Bill to Make Lynching a Federal Crime. So Joyce Beattie, obviously uh, a little confused, maybe a little outraged of uh, how the lynching is still not a federal crime here in 2020 in America. Okay. Um, Congressman Tim Ryan on Monday shared, it is time to declare racism a public health issue. This is an important first step to rooting out systemic racism in our society. As the great Dr. King said, the arc of the moral universe bends toward justice, but it doesn't bend alone. We must keep pushing Again, that coming from Congressman Tim Ryan on Monday, Representative Anthony Gonzalez said, great to see progress being made on the new taxiway at Wayne County Airport. My office helped secure a $5 million grant for this project last year to help bolster our economic infrastructure. State Representative Bride Rose Sweeney on Monday said, We can all support our community and rise above the challenges of this moment in small, everyday ways. I was, She says she was fortunate to help deliver handmade face shields to retirement home workers in my district. And she goes on to say, No of a nursing home or health center in need of a PPPE?" And then she gave a link that you could check out and go on. So if you need to see that, go on her Facebook page, look up State Representative Bride Rose Sweeney. And if you know of a nursing home or healthcare center in need of PPE, you can click that link and it will guide you how you could possibly help that help them get what they need. OK, on Monday, Representative Anthony Gonzalez said congratulations to the city of green on making $70,000 worth of improvements to the small children's playground at Betler Park. I am so pleased to see the advancement of inclusivity in the OH16 district, Ohio 16th district. City Councilman Yergin noted that the playground improvements were community driven by an outgrowth of the volunteer diversity, equity, and inclusion community group. So Green Council approves $70,000 in special needs accommodations at children's playground. Okay. On Monday, Ohio House of Representatives Republican Caucus is uh, referring to a bill allowing fireworks to be legally set off in Ohio that passed the state house. So the Ohio House of Representatives Republican Caucus says this bill, notably, this was on Friday, this bill notably eliminates the requirement for Ohioans to take fireworks out of the state once purchasing them within the state. Being a firefighter myself, I am proud to support legislation that encourages safety as it relates to fireworks. This legislation is also supportive of the law enforcement community as it provides funds to firefighter training. And that was coming from a Representative Brian Baldridge. Again, Brian Baldridge. The Ohio National Guard on Monday uh, released a press release and it said a member of the Ohio Army National Guard's Company C, 1st Battalion, 148th Infantry Reg- Regiment, based in northwest Ohio, was removed from the Washington. Washington, D.C. mission after allegations of ties to an extremist organization. The Private First Class has been a member since May 2018. The name of the soldier and any further information is not being released at this time while the investigation is ongoing. They go on to say, we are cooperating with an FBI investigation and we are looking into this matter internally. If true, these egregious allegations, these are egregious allegations, The Ohio National Guard is a diverse and inclusive organization of nearly 17,000 men and women. Racism and prejudice has no place in our organization. Every member of the Ohio National Guard is held to a high standard of professionalism. Ohio knows and trusts its National Guard. Any threat to that public trust will not be tolerated. It is our purpose to treat every person we encounter with dignity and respect. On Monday, Representative Marcy Kaptur uh, is discussing the, the Democrats unveiling police reform legislation amid protests nationwide. She says the Justice in Policing Act represents a critical step forward, one that responds to the call to action set by millions of Americans demanding a transformation of our law enforcement practices, culture and institutions. I wholeheartedly, she says, support this legislation and the need for deep structural change to our nation's policing and criminal justice system. She goes on to say, I applaud this peaceful protesters who have made their voices heard in recent days. I will continue fighting for necessary changes, including putting an end to protections that makes it near impossible to hold offenders accountable. This legislation represents only the next step in a fight for justice. That has lasted generations and will continue for years to come. The ACLU of Ohio on Monday um, says we sued Columbus Division of Police for using pepper spray against peaceful protesters in 2017 following Trump's Muslim ban and are still litigating this case in federal court. We'll be arguing in the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals next month. Congressman Tim Ryan on Monday says by bringing justice to policing, we can begin to dismantle the iniquities that were woven into the fabric of this country since its founding. The Ohio House of Representatives Republican Caucus on Friday wrote amid the novel coronavirus, Ohio broke the seal on allowing to go alcoholic beverages from margaritas to adult capricons. Now some lawmakers want to make the change permanent. House Bill 669, again that is HB 669, would allow Ohioans to purchase delivery and carry out alcoholic beverages even after Ohio Governor Mike DeWine lifts the emergency order on the novel coronavirus. This legislation is sponsored by Jeff Luray, Ohio State Representative, and State Representative D.J. Swearingen. Northeast Ohio voter advocates on Tuesday wrote Ohio SOS Frank LaRose said he expects mail-in absentee voting to double from what he said was historically about 20 to 25 percent in most elections. Then they put hashtag Vote Safe hashtag 2020 election request your ballot early and return early. On Tuesday, Representative Anthony Gonzalez. Says online child exploitation is a growing crisis in this country. And the unfortunate reality is that stay at home measures in response to the COVID 19 pandemic have enabled perpetrators and put more children at risk. It is vital, he says, that we take urgent action to ensure that our law enforcement officers working to st- ensure that our law enforcement officers working to stop online child exploitation have access to the tools they need to keep our children safe. And stop the spread of this content online. John Cross on um, Tuesday wrote, Sad we let a, and he put hashtag Chinese virus, shut down many July 4th Independence Day parades, fireworks and celebrations throughout Ohio. Maybe I'll continue to walk parade routes to wave, say hello and greet constituents celebrating American, America on their patios and porches. Who's with me? Again, that was John Cross. On Tuesday, Amelia Sykes wrote, For the record, but we'd still love the opportunity to talk about it with any member who is willing to do so. And this is in regards to not one Ohio House Republican signed on to declare racism a public health crisis. Again, not one Ohio House Republican signed on to declare racism a public health crisis. And Amelia Sykes in return says, for the record, she wanted you to know that not one Ohio House Republican signed on, the de- on, on to declare racism a public health crisis. So she's saying she'd still love the opportunity to talk about it with any member who is willing to do so. Northeast Ohio voter advocates on Tuesday put out, I'm temporarily homeless. Can I register to vote? Yes. So if you are temporarily temporarily homeless, can You re- You can register to vote. So homeless can register to vote. But you must give an address to register. A homeless shelter is acceptable. So the Northeast Ohio voter advocates want you to know that if you are temporarily homeless, yes, you can still register to vote. You must include an address, but that address can be a homeless shelter. On Tuesday, Congressman Tim Ryan says, "We saw it with our own eyes. This man was shoved to the ground. It's reprehensible for the president to spend his time peddling conspiracy theories online instead of offering the leadership Americans need to move forward." <clears throat> On Wednesday, Jessica Miranda, Jessica Miranda, wrote, "My colleagues and I need you to know about HB 680. Again, that is House Bill 680." Please contact your state representative today and ask them to oppose this awful bill. And then she posts her full quote. Jessica Miranda says, I am disturbed but not surprised at the latest attempt by House Republicans to roll back years of progress for voting rights. This radical legislation will erode public confidence in our election system. This is a nakedly partisan attempt to make voting in the November election difficult and confusing. Simply put, HB 680, House Bill 680, is wrong for Ohio. I will be opposing this effort every step of the way. And she included a couple links that you could uh, click on to, uh, well, the first one was to find your state representative. If you do, if you do not know who your state representative is, just go to the OhioHouse.gov and uh, you, you'll be able to find your way through it. Um, Ohiohouse.gov backslash Members backslash district dash map is that exact address. But if you go to ohiohousegovernor governor you you'll be able to find links uh, that will lead you to find out who your uh, representative is for the state of Ohio. And you can actually just click on your County uh, on a link of uh, where you're at in the state. And it'll come up who your, who your uh, re- representative is and the district number of your, of your location. So, um, then Jessica put there uh, a, the a letter that was titled State Representatives Bridget Kelly, Catherine Ingram, Cedric Denson, and Jessica Miranda. Uh, it's like a press release. It says Reps Kelly, Ingram, Denson, Miranda outraged at Republican general election proposal. It says call on Governor and Secretary of State to reject House Republican plan. This is for immediate release on June 3rd. This came out. So state reps Bridget Kelly, uh, Cincinnati, Catherine Ingram, Cincinnati, Cedric Denson, Cincinnati, and Jessica Miranda, Forest Park, today issued the following statements in response to House Bill HB 680, the Ohio House Republican Caucus General Election Plan. We are just three months away from when voting for the general election begins. HB 680 will simply create chaos as it seeks to throw away the longstanding practices that voters and county election officials depend on, said Representative Kelly. We should be working to make it easier, not harder, for Ohioans to make their voices, voices heard. This is not the time to create new barriers or reinstate old barriers to keep the great citizens of Ohio from exercising their right to vote as easily and fairly as possible, said Representative Ingram. HB 680 is another partisan tactic to disenfranchise our most vulnerable voters. This is attempted voter suppression plan, plain and simple, said Representative Denson. I can't understand why on earth a member of the House would want to limit the ways Ohioans can exercise their right to vote. We just came through a disastrous and confusing primary. My constituents and I don't want to see that happen again. I am disturbed but not surprised at the latest attempt by House Republicans to roll back years of progress for voting rights, said Representative Miranda. This radical legislation will erode public confidence in our election system. This is nakedly a part- partisan attempt to make voting in the November election difficult and confusing. Simply put, HB 680 is wrong for Ohio. I will be opposing this effort every step of the way. Then, uh, The second bit of that is that House Republicans representative Cindy Abrams introduced HB 680, HB 680, which does the following reduces the time for military and non-military voters to vote by mail by seven days. Eliminates the last three days of early voting for military and non-military voters. Undoes the mailing of absentee ballot applications to all registered voters, a provision that was passed in last year's budget. Replaces the longstanding system of mailing a ballot application to all voters with the mailing of a postcard that is not an application, like was sent for the recent primary. Forbids the Secretary of State from using Federal CARES Act and Help America Voter Act funding to pay return postage for ballot applications and ballots. Sets an impossible standard for how the state could modify in-person voting in case COVID-19 is still a danger this fall. The governor and ODH director would have to declare the emergency plan by September 4th and the legislature would have until Labor Day 57 days before the election to approve the order for it to take effect. This would guarantee that boards of elections would not have the supplies on hand to conduct the election by mail potentially violates federal statute which sets the election on the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November. Potentially violates the uh, Federal Help America Vote Act by unlawfully restricting fail-safe provisional ballot access. Does not allow for more than one early voting location. And also removes the state and local health departments' ability to set standards for the conduct of elections. That means the health officials could not set standards for adequate social distancing, cleaning, and sanitizing and the use of masks. HB 680 is scheduled to receive hearings this week, they said, uh, in the House, State, and Local Government Committee, of which Representative Kelly is the ranking member. The ACLU of Ohio shared breaking today's ruling. This was on um, Tuesday. Breaking today's ruling is a major loss for incarcerated people who are at risk of COVID-19. We are very disappointed that Sixth Circuit failed to recognize the Bureau of Prisons' conscious refusal refusal to move medically vulnerable people away from this outbreak as an urgent problem. ACLU of Ohio also on Wednesday wrote, our state is in crisis. We need common sense reforms to make Ohioans' voices heard. And SB 191, again, that is SB 191, will allow voters to request an absentee ballot online. Let's not miss this opportunity to make voting safe and simple in November. Do your part. Do you part. Do your part. Send a message today. And then it has a picture there saying strengthen Ohio elections. Ohio House of Rep- uh, Representatives Republican Caucus um, State Representative DJ Swearingen says the creative approaches outlined in the bill allow for more Ohioans to frequent our restaurants and bre- breweries while safely abiding by social distancing requirements. It is my hope that House Bill 669 will not only allow businesses and workers across the state to recoup lost profit, but to also maximize revenue generation and entrepreneurship going forward. Again, that is from State Representative D.J. Swearingen. Representative Marcy Kaptur on Wednesday said our responsibility to small businesses, workers, families, and local communities struggling as a result, coronavirus is far from over. The CARES Act fell short of what communities like ours in northern Ohio deserve. That is why I joined House Democrats in passing legislation to give a fair shake to communities of every size, not just the biggest wealthy cities in Republican-controlled state governments. Senate Republicans must come to the table to ensure future coronavirus relief legislation includes population-based, fair allocations of federal coronavirus relief funding that shortchange no region, restore fairness to the American peoples, and makes equity a top priority. Representative Jenna Powell says, The message is simple. Remove COVID-19 regulations from business owners across Ohio. And then she puts in there hashtag OpenOhio, hashtag remove regulations, hashtag business, hashtag OH80. Representative Jenna Powell also put, thrilled to see Troy, Ohio moving forward on 4th of July celebrations. Let's celebrate freedom and keep fighting for it. Representative Troy Balderson on Thursday wrote, as we get back to business, it's important to remember those who kept our country moving forward the past few months. During this week's Virtual Transportation and Infrastructure Committee Republicans hearing, we discussed the crucial role truckers play in getting Ohioans food and supplies. Again, that was Republican, or Representative Troy Balderson. Congressman Tim Ryan says, In other news, at least one-third of Americans have fallen behind on rent payments and 16% of the country is jobless. Who sees a problem? Again, that is Congressman Tim Ryan saying, In other news, At least one-third of Americans have fallen behind on rent payments, and 16% of the country is jobless. And he asked, who sees a problem? The Northeast Ohio Voters Advocates on Thursday wrote, LeBron James creates Advocate Group for Black Voting Rights. LeBron James and other well-known black athletes and entertainers are forming an organization to help safeguard black people's voting rights, the New York Times reports, the group called more than a vote is coming together months before the November presidential election in the wake of widespread protests against police brutality and racism. More than a vote includes basketball players, Trey Young, Skylar Diggins Smith and Jalen Rose and aims to encourage black people to register to vote and go to the polls in the fall. The Times reports, it will also work to stop voter suppression, spotlight attempts to hinder black people from voting. Yes, we want you to go out and vote, but we're also going to give you the tutorial, James told the Times. We're going to give you the background of how to vote. Northeast Ohio voter advocates also on Thursday wrote, Call the Ohio State Senate in support of these long overdue reforms to our voting system. Do not allow the chaos that occurred in Georgia's recent primary to happen here in Ohio this autumn. It's June. Precious time is ticking. SB 191, allow voters to apply online for absentee ballots. SB 191, introduced in 2019 by Ohio State Senator Gavarone supported by Ohio SOS LaRose, Ohio Association of Election Officials, League of Women Voters. Flatten the curve, vote by mail, early vote, and in person at the polls. BOE's and undated with with paper processing. High voter turnout expected. Safe distancing in place. Long lines. Wary poll workers. Come on, Ohio senators. Avoid Georgia debacle. Vote yes for SB one hundred and ninety-one today, June eleventh, twenty twenty. And then Ohio State Representative Bride Rose Sweeney says we should all think this was on um, Thursday, and this is after the uh, Dr. Acton. Uh, gave her notice that she was resigning state representative bride Rose Sweeney says we should all thank Dr. Amy Acton for her tireless work to keep Ohioans safe her compassionate leadership saved lives and Ohio owes her an, an, an incalculable debt many idolized her others vilified her but no matter what she told the truth I am grateful for her service Representative Marcy Kaptur on Thursday wrote, I am so thankful for Dr. Acton's steady leadership and expertise during the pandemic. I am glad she will stay on as a senior health advisor to Governor DeWine. Dr. Acton gained national recognition as our state and nation came to grips with COVID-19. Her service is deeply appreciated by Ohioans across our state. Governor Mike DeWine said, Let me say how very grateful I am for Dr. Acton's selfless and tireless service to the people of ohio as our ohio department of health director and i am glad that she will remain on our team as my chief health advisor it's true that not all heroes wear capes some of them wear a white coat embossed with the name dr amy acton aclu wrote on thursday breaking we call on senator steve huffman to step down his explicitly racist remark, which invoked deeply troubling sentiments and imagery, is re- reprehensible. Any lawmaker who holds such abhorrent views must be held accountable. There is no reality where he can remain a member of the Ohio General Assembly. Press release ACLU of Ohio calls for Senator Steve Huffman to step down from office following racist and inexcusable remarks against the people of color. On Thursday, Representative Anthony Gonzalez said, Great to see Google, Facebook, and Microsoft teaming up to address this growing crisis. The ability to track perpetrators and remove abusive content must be improved. This is a good place to start. This is coming from the Google and Facebook and uh, Microsoft-backed global plan to eradicate online child sexual abuse. Bill Rimmer on Thursday said, I am proud to announce that House Bill 442 unanimously passed the Ohio House of Representatives. This important legislation that I jointly sponsored with Representative Thomas West will enable CPA students across Ohio to sit for the exam after completing 120 hours of coursework. This will allow our best and brightest to remain in Ohio. Representative Bill Rimmer is out of the District 38. Jeff Leray, who Ohio State Representative, said, HB 429 passed unanimously in the Ohio House today. This legislation will increase protection for victims of domestic violence, stalking, and human trafficking. Thank you to my joint sponsor, State Representative Cindy Abrams. The Ohio House passes House Bill 429. The Safe at Home program gives victims peace of mind as they continue to live Uh, Their everyday lives. Thursday, Representative Marcy Kaptur says we have five months to invest in our institutions and to turn the corner in this moment of chaos and empower our nation and our people. From COVID 19 to systemic voter suppression, our democracy has never seen a threat like this. All we ask for is a fair fight. Today, I testified before the House Subcommittee on Elections about steps we can take to ensure safe and fair elections this November. Captor testifies before House Subcommittee on Elections on the importance of ensuring safe election. State Representative Cindy Abrams says, I am proud or er, proud to announce today the Ohio House passed House Bill 484 with a vote of 4089 40- to five. Again, the proud to announce today the Ohio House passed House Bill 484 with a vote of 89 to five. This long overdue legislation modernizes the practice of athletic trainers for the first time in 30 years. She says, I am proud to sponsor along with State Representative Rick Rick Carfagna legislation that allows AT's athletic trainers to practice at the top of their education and training to serve Ohioans. House Bill 484 passed the Ohio House to modernize the definition of athletic training to better reflect the training and education behind the profession. State Representative Diane Grindel says she is proud to announce that House Bill 624, the truth in COVID-19 statistics bill, has just passed in the Ohio House of Representatives. Thank you to all of my colleagues, she says, who rose and spoke in favor of this critical legislation and those who testified as proponents. House Bill 624 passed the Ohio House to require the reporting and release of certain COVID-19 testing and related information to the public. uh, Representative um, Troy Balderson said the Paycheck Protection Program was designed to help small businesses weather the COVID-19 storm so they can focus on getting back to business. PPP needs a streamlined loan forgiveness application like a 1040-EZ form. And that is uh, pretty much everything from the week. I will go on to say that uh, Representative Bridero Sweeney did post something that – she was opposed to, but there was only one Republican in the House that voted against it, and it, and it passed through, um, and that was the, the ability for fairs to continue to sell the Confederate flag at the fairs. So um, Bright Rose Sweeney did show um, that it did pass, that they will still be allowed to sell the Confederate flags at the fairs. She was opposed to it, and there was only one Republican who uh, did not vote in favor so it did pass through the house. Um, I did. I did write uh, Representative Bridger Sweeney in regards to that, and she, I will say, she responded very quickly. I also did write my um, representative of my district, which is Suzanne Manchester, and uh, it. You know, with it being the weekend, I don't expect to hear, even though I did from uh, Representative Bridger Sweeney. I don't expect to hear from Manchester, but I will let you know. Um, I just want to know her because uh, Suzanne Manchester did vote uh for it saying that she she agreed with by voting in favor i'll put that way she voted in favor of the selling of confederate flags to my understanding so i did email her and was asking her if that was correct for one which it appears uh, it it is correct and two is uh why she was in favor i just want to get her point so uh, our next episode i will definitely let you know if i did get a response from uh representative uh, suzanne manchester and what her response was so For now, that's all I have, and uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on our elected officials in the great state of Ohio and continue to keep you informed of what they're doing, what bills are being passed, voted down, um, so on. And uh, until next week, I hope everybody stays safe and healthy. Have a great week.